Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this choir, you will love them forever. Put your hands together for the first service choir as they give us some powerful music. Hallelujah, church. Amen. Are you becoming great? Yeah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 108 verse 12, it says that, Give us help, O God, from trouble. For vain is the help of man. Amen. Amen. Do you know that a vain is the help of man? God can always help you. Amen. So this one says that with you, with you, hallelujah. I believe that with God, we can do anything. Amen. Now I'm convinced uh, that I can do it. 
morning there's somebody also that I really really love. If you loved what the choir sang then you're going to love this man when he preaches. Listen one of the greatest people in your life is the person who will introduce you to the person who will help you and this morning we have somebody who's going to introduce you to greatness because he interacts with great people. The preacher for today he interacts with people like Isaac and Abraham and Solomon. Those are the people he shares fellowship with this morning, he will introduce us to one of those great people. Stand to your feet and let's welcome the Bishop Eddie Swayman. Come on. 
Put your hands together for Jesus. And put your hands together for Bishop Okubotenuku. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow, what a blessing. Are you surprised that we are on the 21st day of our... So soon, our day, as for today, dear, we need to break bread here. We will break bread. So I believe it's going to be another powerful time this afternoon from 2 to 5. Come, let's round up everything. Round some. <laughs> All that we have done. And I believe it's going to be a blessed time. Amen. Please take note, our midweek service is now once a week. And we're going to be here on Tuesday. I thought you were going to put your hands together. So please make it a point to be here on Tuesday, 6.30. We're taking off. We want to have very powerful times. There are going to be times of refreshing, I promise you. Your life will not be the same. So this Tuesday, let's all be here. 8.30 sharp, we are out of here. So come, let's start 6.30, 8.30, we close. And then we go home. Is it a good idea? All right. Let's take the memory verse for today. Uh, today's own is also one of the Inele Coco type. All right. So let's take it together. Ready, go. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Can we take it again? Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. This one, I don't think we have to go third round. I think this one we can. All right, so let's take it off. Let's take it together. Can you take it off the screen? Okay, ready, go. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Wow. Father, we thank you so much today. We ask, O oh God, that your Holy Ghost will be with us. Help us. We are so grateful for 21 days of your faithfulness and your goodness. You've been with us as we have prayed, we have fasted. We ask, O oh God, that Lord, you will take over the rest of the year. Let your spirit see us through to the very end. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Beautiful. Well, we have just about 15 minutes. Wow. We will just do this one quickly and then we are out of here. As we wrap up, I'll share with you about how you can become great like Isaac. But um, I felt that since we are wrapping up the uh, anointing, steps to the anointing and then all that, let's just 
round some, <laughs> round it up. So um, I wanted to share with you uh, principles for receiving a double portion anointing. Principles for receiving a double portion anointing. How many know that God wants you to have a double portion anointing? Yeah. And this year you're going to walk with a double portion anointing. Oh, do you believe it or you don't believe it? Double portion anointing. That is going to be your story. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You have double. You have double. In fact, you need double. You need double. You see, when Isaiah was prophesying in Isaiah 61 and was talking about the anointing and, and, and what it does, one of the things he said, I think in verse 7, Isaiah 61 and verse 7, he said that, for your shame, you shall have double. For your shame, you shall have double. So, God wants you to have double for the things that you have been through because of the things you have gone through and the problems and the shame and all the attacks that the enemy has brought to you. God is giving you double. Somebody say double. I see you receiving double in the name of Jesus. You need one portion to deal with all the issues that you have been through. And some of you, you have been through some issues. How many of you have been through some issues? Hey! But God is giving you one portion to deal with that one. And then a second portion, wow, to work in the ministry that God has called you in. Receive it in the name of Jesus. That shall be your story. That is what God is going to do for you. Except for your shame, I'll give you double. When you read Exodus um, there's something that the Bible calls restitution. It says that when a thief is caught, <laughs> they said he shall be made to pay double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, it said when he's not caught, you can just let him go. There's nothing. But once he's caught, he has to make restitution for the thing that he has stolen. So, not only is he going to give you what he has stolen, he's going to give you more. Double. You see, restitution is different from restoration. Yeah. And, and, and when you are with God, he talks to you more about restitution rather than restoration. Because restoration will give you what you lost. But restitution gives you what you lost at today's market value. Are you getting it? Did you find that scripture? Yeah. Exodus 22. Start from verse 1. Let, let, let's read it. It says that if a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. <laughs> verse 2 says that if a thief be found breaking up and be smitten that he died, there shall be no bloodshed for him. Verse 3 says that if the sun be risen upon him, there shall be bloodshed for him, for he should make full restitution. If he have nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. 
If he doesn't have anything, sell him. Sell him. You see, so he said, if the thief, if the theft be certainly found in his hand alive, whether it be ox or ass or sheep, he shall restore double. So what God wants to do with you is that whatever you have lost, he wants to give it back to you at today's market value. Oh, three people just received that one. Somebody's about to receive a double portion blessing. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but God is giving you a double portion blessing. Receive it in the name of Jesus. That is why the Bible says in John 10, 10, it says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. That one is restoration. But have it more abundantly. That is restitution. Receive it. That is what the Bible says. Give, and it shall be given back to you. That is restoration. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. And running over, that is restitution. I thought somebody was going to put your hands together. God is bringing restitution to your life. Somebody shout restitution. So God wants you to have double. And you must also desire to have double. So when Elisha met with Elijah, the Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1, it says that, and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal, verse 2. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3. And the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that your Lord will be taken away, your master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. Verse 4. And Elijah said, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as long as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away your master from your head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. <laughs> and Elijah said unto him, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And the two went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood by Jordan. Verse 8. And Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, smote the waters, and they were divided he that he. And so the two went over dry ground. Verse 9. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit, hey, be upon me. This is somebody who understands restitution. He said, listen, I don't just need one. I need a double portion. May you receive that in the name of Jesus. 
Verse 10 says, And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, it's possible. If thou shalt see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Verse 11. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel. And he saw him more. He took hold of his own clothes, rent it into two pieces, 13. And he took up the mantle of Elijah and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan, 14. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither, hither. And Elisha went over. Verse 15. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him. And they bowed themselves to the ground before him. Hallelujah. Wow. What a passage. Now, a few things that I believe will help you. Number one. Hmm. Wow. You have to have a mind that you will never leave. You will never leave till the end. You will never leave till the end. You see, one of the things that was happening here is that Elijah kept saying, the Lord has sent me. The Lord has sent me. The Lord has sent me. Sometimes when you hear things like this, or when you even have a feeling that you are not the one that has been sent, you have a way of not also joining in. Because so it's not me, it's him, it's this person. They are the people who have been called. These are the people who have been made there, this thing. Well, we, some of us, we are just here. So they are the people who must go. We are here watching. But that attitude will not make you receive an anointing. You must make up your mind that I am going to be there. I will not leave until the end. I came to speak to somebody here. This anointing will surely come upon you. If you decide that you will not leave, you are going to be here to the very end. Be here to the end. You know, when you read, and there are a lot of people, they say, we are going to be there, we are going to be there. But they, they, sometimes they just go away. The story of Ruth in the Bible, I think is a very beautiful passage for me. In Ruth chapter 1, and I think, I'm sure you all know the story of Ruth and uh, Naomi and Opa. The Bible says that Ruth and Opa, they were married to Naomi's sons. And they died. So, she was wondering why they were still with her. Your husbands, they are gone. I don't have anything for you again. And she said that, and even if I am going to give birth now, first of all, I need to find a husband. Somebody who loved me. And before we meet too, there have to be some beloved dozing. Small, who will chat small and all that. Know each other. About a year before we marry him. And then when we marry to, uh, it's not automatic that uh, when, we, when we do one or two, you should ask the married people, they will tell you, it doesn't just happen. 
It's not automatic that when you just start, no, you're having children. So there must be some fight of faith, small, fight of faith, small, 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 small. Then you become pregnant. Then you become pregnant. You go through another nine months of pregnancy to give birth. And then we watch over these ones to grow up before they become. By that time, where will you be, young ladies? You'll be old already. And two things. Number one, you now you'll be too old to perform. And number two, whether they, they themselves, they would like to marry old people. I mean, there were so many complications. So she said, listen, I want you to leave me and go. I have nothing to offer you. But the Bible says in verse 12, Bible says that, she said, turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say, I have hope, what is going to happen? I can't bring them. Verse 13. Would you tarry for them till they were grown? And would you stay? For it giveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. Verse 14. And they lifted up their voice and they wept. Oh, mother in law, we love you. You are too powerful. We like you. So they were crying. <laughs> But listen to what the Bible says. And Opa kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth claimed to her. There's a difference. There's a difference. There are a lot of people they are kissing. You are powerful. We love you. But they don't have any intention of staying. They don't have any intention of cleaving. They don't have any intention of being around. But there are some people, they want to be with you. They may not be kissing you. They may not be saying some nice things. But they want to be around. There's a difference. And as for the kissing and things, a lot of people know how to do it. Give you raps, kiss you. Mwah, mwah. Oh, 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 pastor, you are too powerful. Mwah, mwah. That's where it ends. It ends. There are some beloveds like that. They'll make you feel good. They say nice things. Oh, you are this. You are the apple of this. You are this. You are the only this in my what? Mosquito in my net. There's that. So many things. But that's where it ends. Yeah. Sometimes the ladies like these type of flashy things. When the brother is telling you things, then you are melting. You know he's lying, but you say, say, I like it. I know you are lying, but I like it. I like it. He doesn't have any intention. Rather, the main brother who will cleave to you, who will stay with you, he may not be having those nice kisses and raps. You don't like that one. This one is the one who will stay with you. You don't like it. It's boring. I want a brother who will be kissing me. (laughs) You will never receive a double portion. And then the Bible says in verse 15, and she said, Behold, your sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her God. Return with your sister-in-law. But she said, Entreat me not to leave you or to return from after you for whither you go i will go and where you lodge i will lodge your people shall be my people and your god shall be my god this is somebody who is looking for a double portion may you receive a double portion blessing 
Verse 16, is it 17? It said, where you die, I will die. And then where you are buried, the Lord will do so to me, more so, if all but death part us. This is where they got the vows from, for marriage. And verse 18 says that, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, she stopped speaking with her. This is exactly what happened between Elijah and Elisha. He was saying, you can't come with me. This, I don't have this for you. Nothing here. I've been sent here. Stay. He said, where you go, me too, I will go. Whatever you have, me too, I have. That is how you can receive it all. Principle number two. Because our time is up. Ah. The best relationship is a relationship that is for life. Have a mind that this relationship is for life. Don't have a mind that I'm just coming and tomorrow I'll go away. Don't have a mind as you are coming to the church that I'm just going to be around today and I'm not going to come again. Or I'm just going to be around for a few days, a few months, and then it's over. Have a mind that this is my church for life. Oh, why did he hear your amen? Me, this is my church for life. I don't have any other church. This is my church. Because I want to receive a double portion anointing. I want to receive a double portion blessing. This is where I am. I'm not leaving. I'm here. If you're in a relationship and you can't tell the way the relationship is going, this brother is saying something. You don't know. It looks like I'm not too sure. It's not a good relationship. It's not a good relationship. Principle number three. I will not leave you in spite of the circumstances. And there were many circumstances. Not just one, not just two. A lot of people, one thing, you are leaving. Hey, to receive a double portion, there will be a lot of things that will come up that will test you. When you read, Bishop has written in the book, I'm, I'm preaching from chapter 19, the battle for the double portion. He's talking about different places. First of all, they went to Gilgal. Gilgal is a place of circumcision. You have to cut off some things. You have to move away from some friends. Yeah. It's the same thing. Even in marriage or relationship, you want to do well, stop having a side person every night you are sending whatsapp to this person meanwhile you are in a relationship you have this brother every night you are chatting with this brother it doesn't help the relationship one day i heard somebody say agrobi manipa phone and i say yes agrobi and manipa phone there are some games it makes one grow lean I'm in a relationship with you, but you have another brother on the side. You are always talking to this guy. You need to cut the person off. Another comforter. Hey! You even chat with the person more than your own beloved. Am I saying something at all? If you are in a relationship, stay in it. Be focused in this thing. She was steadfastly minded to go on. You must be steadfastly minded to go on in this relationship. Not that your mind is here, but your mind is also on Joe. 
you are with this sister but there's another sister every day you are talking to that sister you are so close to that sister why your beloved has become she's grown lean because every day this sister is always taking your time and when she calls you you will run and go and pick the call somewhere i need to pick the call and you run to the washroom am i saying something at all cut all these things off gilgal is a place of circumcision but some people when they get to that place uh, if that's the case i cannot go on go your way me too i'm going my way such a brother you will never receive a double portion from that brother that's gilgal for you gilgal also means a place where the manna ceases the provision that we have been giving to you it, there comes a time you also must find the things yourself Go into the Bible, search for the scriptures, find the things, have your quiet time, pray every day. Every day we pray for you. Now it's your turn. Pray for yourself. That's Gilgal. You want a double portion? You need to now learn how to pray. Every day I'm going to see a prophet, a quantile, this, that. You too begin to grow up and find things out for yourself. The thing you need to know, it's in the Bible. Read your Bible, you will find it. That's what the Bible says in Hosea 10, 12. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Sow and reap in mercy. You too, you can sow to yourself. They went to Bethel. Bethel was another place. It's a place that is taking you away from your vision. What you're looking out for. But it's a place. You must go through. These are all circumstances that will come up. It's a place where Jacob had to sleep on a stone. Use a stone for a pillow. Have you been there before? Where things are so hard. You can't find anything soft to use. Because I, mean, I don't think, even when I'm using a pillow and it's very hard, I can't sleep on it. How much more a stone? But sometimes you will go through some hard times. When the hard times comes, will you leave the church? Or will you still be around in spite of the hard time? Because it's just a season. It, we are just passing on. We are moving on to a place of double portion. We are moving on to a place of greatness. Don't let the hard times stop you. Keep moving. There's a double portion awaiting you. Move on and get your double portion. I see somebody getting there. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You are going through some difficulty, some hard time. You feel like giving up, but don't give up. Some of you even made up your mind. You are stopping the church. Don't stop. It was in the hard place that he had a vision that angels were ascending and descending. You shall have a vision of angels ascending and descending. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Wow. So Bethel is a place of dreams and visions. And it's a place of encountering God personally. You will know God for yourself. I see people knowing God for themselves. As you keep staying around, you will begin to know God for yourself. How many of you realize that since you started coming to church, you are getting to know God better? That's it. Just be around. People will be amazed. Every day you are 
you are learning a new scripture every week. Look at the amount of verses you have memorized. You are knowing God better. That shall be your story. It's a place of committing your finances to God. And it's a place of making covenants with God. Now you can easily pay your tithe. We don't have to keep telling you. You pay it. These are all circumstances that will come in to test as you go on to the double portion. You want to be great? You must pass all these things. Then they went to Jericho. Jericho was a place of war. Fighting, fighting, fighting. The Christian life is, 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 is a, a life of fighting. I was telling some people the other day, the Christian walk is a fight of faith and a fight for your faith. These are the two things that defines the Christian life. A fight of faith and a fight for your faith. Throughout, that's all you'll be doing. You'll be using your faith to do things, to fight, to get things. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. All that. But then, you have to use faith. Also, you need to fight because the devil would like to steal your faith. To use the shield. So, that's what the Christian life is about. All these circumstances will come. But finally, you will see that it's also a place of getting rid of disloyal people. People who are disloyal, we need to drive them out. And then also, it's a place of authority. Apply your authority. Before you finally get to the double portion anointing, the place where your desires are met, where God will supply all the needs that you are looking for. But it takes time. You must be ready to go through to that time. So yours is that I am with you in spite of the circumstances. I am here. I am here. Another principle is a principle that I will not leave in spite of the pressure of the people. The Bible says that there were 50 prophets who were standing there. They kept telling him, your master is going away. What are you doing? He said, said, I'm I'm here. He told them, hold your peace. The people who receive the anointing, they are always in the minority. So when you listen to the majority, you may easily miss the double portion. They will be telling you, oh, this thing is not good. And there are some people, they will not go and find a beloved. When somebody has found a beloved, this is your beloved, his walking is not nice. His nose is too flat. The way he talks, the way he picks his nose. Ah, but you waste your own. The prophets, 50 of them, he didn't allow them. Next principle, you must have a mind that the person you are following, his instructions, your instructions. Whatever he has been told, me too have been told the same thing. Your dream is also my dream. Your vision is also my vision. Your job is also my job. Whatever you are doing, that is what me too I'm doing. Yeah. Elijah, Elijah did the same thing. Elijah was doing. Wow. Your trouble is a trouble. 
Your crisis is my crisis. Wow. The next one, I will risk everything to follow you. I will risk everything to follow you. That is faith. Faith is ready to take a risk. If you want to receive a double portion, be ready to take a risk. What is that? Number six. Number seven. You are not going to be moved by other people's opinion. Yeah. Don't be moved by other people's opinion. Their opinion doesn't matter. If you keep following people's opinion, you will not reach your double portion blessing. Yeah. In our journey to greatness, we, 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 we can hear what people say, but that thing should not move you. Because the people felt that the guy was going to die. So there's nothing that he was going to receive from him. It's true, he was going to die. But they, they lied in saying that he cannot give him anything. Even in something can come. That is why Ruth, she said, I'm not leaving you till death do us part. We are in this thing till death. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. And number eight, refuse to remain ordinary. Refuse to remain ordinary. Elijah, Elisha, he refused to remain ordinary. He said, if I don't pursue this thing to the end, I'm going to be like these 50 anointed prophets who are standing there. But the Bible says that this guy made up his mind that I am not going to be ordinary. Somebody must decide that this year you will not be ordinary. No. I don't want to stay in the same place. I don't want to be like these people. I don't want to stay with these guys. I don't want to keep working with these people. I want something different. And the Bible says, as he pursued, one day, one day, one day, one day, the anointing fell on him. I see somebody, the anointing has fallen on you. People are asking you, why do you keep going to that church? What are you going to get there? Why don't you come here? Tell them, I know what I'm looking for. I know you have something, but I also have something. I'm not going to remain ordinary. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. The Bible says that when the anointing came on him, hallelujah, hallelujah, he threw away his garments. He threw away what he had. He put away everything because he knew that something great had come. I came to speak to somebody. This year, God is going to replace all the things you have. He's going to give you something greater. Shardiest. So the Bible says in verse 15, when he took Elijah's, gar- Elijah's garment, he he cast it in the water, verse 15. And the Bible says that the, 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 this thing parted into two. And when the prophets, they saw him, they said, they said, the guy has become great. But he has great. Something great has happened to him. And the Bible says, they bowed down to him. They bowed down to him. They saluted him. This year, people are going to salute you. People will bow down to you. People will respect you.
God has given you that double portion. Stand to your feet, put your hands together, and give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah! Oh, yes. We are going to follow to the end. We are going to follow to the end. Lift up your voice and just talk to God right now. Ask God for grace not to give up. Ask God for grace not to give up. Ask God for grace not to give up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're going to follow to the end. We're going to follow to the end. Yes, Lord. We're going to follow to the end. So we can have a double portion anointing. So we can have a double portion anointing. In the name of Jesus, God wants to give you double. God wants to give you double. Double for your trouble. Don't give up. Don't give up. Oh, yes. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. To the very end. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, O God. Oh, yes, Lord. She says, I believe in you. And I will go to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the earth, for you alone are the Son of God, and all the world will see that you are God. And all the world will see that you are God. Oh, oh, you are God. Oh, this morning, every head bowed, all eyes closed. It's time also to let the Lord know that we believe in Him. We're going to go with Him to the very end. Maybe you are here, somebody invited you to church. But you know deep down in your heart you don't have a relationship with God. God wants to have a relationship with you. The best relationship of all. One that is going to last for the rest of your life. And even continue after this life. Today every head bowed, all eyes closed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to serve God all the days of my life. If you're here like that, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. For God has a great blessing for you. Today, if you can accept him as Lord and Savior, lift up your right hand. Let it go up above your head. God bless you as you lift it up. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. Today is a day of salvation. He says, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Come to me in front here. I want to pray with you. Come all the way in front. God bless you. My brother, come. Come in the back. God bless you. Come, let's pray.
Come all the way. Blood for them as they come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come. Come. Hallelujah. God bless you. Come all the way. What's your name? Eric. Larry. Harry, Harry, Harry. God bless you. God bless you. Harry, lift up your two hands and let's pray. Anybody else who wants to join him, you can come and join us. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody put your hands together. Harry, God bless you. Have you seen our pastor waving his hand there? He's going to talk to you. We'll give you a book that will help you to serve God. Okay. God bless you. Please follow him. Put your hands together for Jesus. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.